0: Oh, we're still, oh, we're we're now. Okay, so so this is the first episode of the Slip in Podcast, hosted by myself, Thomas Massacquoi, and executive producer with Tyler Legali.
1: So this is us here. This is it. And so, the, what is? Let's talk about why. why what is the slip in? Why did we do this? Well, the slip-in was a really cool bar. That's the only
0: connection we even have is the fact of the name. But there was this cool bar in the area at the time that had a hodgepodge of so many different cool people that would come in. But you kind of had to know about it. And if you were out in the street and someone said, oh, I chill at the slip-in, you kind of looked at each other and said.
1: You gave him that nod. You gave him that nod. It's Like, like when you meet somebody or you pass somebody in the opposite direction on the road and you drive the same vehicle mm-hmm. jeep people do it subaru people do it yeah i'm sure bmw if you got the same m5 mm-hmm. give them that little nod because mm-hmm. they know what's up game recognizes the game exactly so it was, yeah it was the same with the slip-in which was not a nice bar no by any means no as far as the bar itself goes no but it was that place where i mean any type of person any type of person was there vibing, having a good time, and you were just there for it. Yeah, chatting, talking, and getting to know each other.
0: So this is sort of, I would say, a love letter to that ecosystem. That's what I'm looking forward to have on this podcast is, mm-hmm. in, is speaking and talking with people from different backgrounds, different walks of life, getting to know each other maybe sharing some information that people may have not been familiar with. Right. So that's why we're here with the slip in.
1: It's kind of like, you know, I'm one of those people where I am happy to go to a bar alone, sit at the bar and end up chatting somebody up and you get amazing stories or hear something from this person or a point of view That you might not have ever heard before or could have heard if you didn't just have that conversation with somebody.
0: Yeah, I think it depends on who you are. I have friends that everybody plays a role when they go out with each other. Mm -hmm. I have some friends that they love the chaos. So Mm -hmm. if it's somebody that's batshit crazy,
1: they're going to (laughs) keep egging them on.
0: They're going to be like, let's go. Let's see where this goes. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm the kind of person that I will entertain you for a little bit, but every one in my friend group knows that when I'm done with you, my phrase is, it was so nice meeting you. Mm-hmm. And I do the shoulder pat and I say, so it, condescending. It's so, but <laughs> listen, I want them to feel like I was at least acknowledging them. Right. I say, I, but that's
1: why I go with, it was so nice meeting you. So. Well, and, well, and you know what mine is. Because yeah. we do this to each other all the time because we go out all the time. Yeah. I'll just lean into your ear. I don't even tell the other person. I just lean into your ear and I go, we got to get the fuck out of here. We got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But I'm the one that that every one of my friend group and they're like,
0: we're ready to go. I'm like, I will be the first person to look at somebody and be like, it was so nice
1: meeting you. Oh, and I can see it coming. I know. The, I know the looks of your face so well because we've known each other so long. Mm-hmm. I can just see the slow transition through a conversation and be like. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah, I <laughs>
0: I will wait for you to get to the end of the sentence in which you are trying to convey your feelings or emotions, whatever it may be. But I will tell you, it was so nice meeting you. Mm-hmm. We are now going to go to another side of the bar, or we're going to go to another bar. And they'd be like, oh, well, it was... It was so nice meeting you. (laughs) We are now going to leave. Now, I feel like maybe depending on how many people listen to this podcast, because podcasts now are, hey, we're starting a band in 2022. Right. It's the new. We're starting the band together. We're getting the band together. So I have a feeling depending on how many people choose to listen to this, they will come up to me and say, it was so nice meeting you before I can even like get out of words. So I, I, I just, I just thought of our first merch it was so nice meeting you just a t-shirt says it was so so nice to you." it was it was so (laughs) nice meeting you and i and i am and my energy is always with the head and the shake out of where i I was like (laughs) it's i do the it was so nice meeting you Mm -hmm. but i want you to feel comfortable as i'm letting you know like we're gonna go now right we're gonna go now so everyone has in their friend groups their isms when they're out socializing mm-hmm. and if you go out with your friends frequently you pick up on all of those isms what? And people have like i said their are assigned roles so you have friends that are always going to be the therapist for everyone even when they're not asked to be a part of the conversation mm-hmm. they find a way to be a part of the conversation then you have the friends that are in relationships that bring everybody in
1: and, um, you get that friend that always has the, the plus
0: one, the plus one that no one really ever knows or remembers that person's name, but they do sometimes bring a catch where everybody loves that person. Right. They're like, Oh, you should bring that person back out again. You should, we can include them in the form yes. from and, now on. And they're like, that person's not coming back. You they're know, not. like, They're huh? no longer in favor with this court. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So that's, I mean, that's kind of what it is. But you know, that brings me into a good segue, that if you are a listener or a viewer of television for quite some time, because I do know there are people that are split between the internet and television Mm -hmm. and radio, my social circle is broad, so that's why I split them into three categories. The one thing that always used to make me laugh, because I'm a man of a certain age, is when they got to an awkward moment... Or when they got to a part in a conversation that they had to move on, they would always hit their papers on the table and go, well, that's that. So, well, uh, mm, well. well, I have nothing else to offer in the conversation outside of that. But <clears throat> I know it sounds like we're talking about a lot of things, but this is the first episode. So our goal is to cover general topics that Interest people mm-hmm. that are within the hearing, viewing, or accessible venues. I do know that we hope that this doesn't. This doesn't become a podcast that's focused on politics because that's really, I know, a big thing that people are trying to. Are, I,
1: ironically, are, that's probably the the biggest topic, mm-hmm. and in. I don't know the world, but in the United States, Mm -hmm. more people are talking about that right now than any other conversation. And it's the most boring for me. Uh, I'm just not I'm not here for it. You know, I'm really not here for it in terms of this
0: platform. Now, if you catch me on other platforms like Instagram and stuff like that, you may see me sway a little bit. Mm. But in terms of this platform, we likely won't go down that lane. So Right. I would reference you to other political podcasts, but I don't have the time to listen to those either. No <laughs> no shade to them. No shade to them, because
1: I know, again, Everyone has haters. And Do you know how long my unplayed podcast list is on my app, on mm-hmm. my phone? There's so many things that I want to listen to. Mm. And I just don't have the time in my life to be able to listen to all of the shows that I I want to. True. So especially when it's something where I'm like, I don't wanna we don't need to talk about that on this show. I don't want that to get like lost into somebody's list of Things that they want to, but they won't listen to. Also, I think the
0: the interesting thing is if you get to a point with people in which you have haters that say they don't fuck with your podcast. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, if there's a certain large number that says they don't fuck with your podcast, that means that there's going to be people like, well, let me check out what this podcast
1: is. Well, that's a legitimate measure of success. Yeah. Is people not liking what you're doing. Oh, well, yes, please. You know, once you start getting that... You know, you made it to a certain level. In True, the, in the line. True,
0: and some people just be dry ass hating. <laughs> dry ass hating with
1: no credentials in life. No credentials. That's always my favorite thing when somebody's somebody's just talking shit. You go, well, what have you done? Well, not to even to counter that. this. Yeah. Counter counter this hate for yes. wh- like what are you what are your qualifications?
0: Mm. And sometimes. Uh, I would say people that actually are contributing contributing, well within the ethos of humanity, they don't really have to tell you their resume. They're just doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And anyone that has historically a good record of success or uh, acumen leaning towards positive if they're critical of something, they're going to often give you a resolution within that same space. Right. So quick life advice moment. If you are going after something or if you're passionate about something and a very quick tale to really know if whoever is giving you feedback actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. And mm-hmm. I say that with the utmost respect to the people that do know what the fuck they're talking about, they're often going to give you alternatives to whatever they're steering you from. Right. So let me just give this into perspective. If, somebody, if, I'm, if I have a mentor or if I have someone that I've brought into my ecosystem that's trying to help me get to the next level or make something happen in my life, and all of a sudden the chicken heads around you start clucking and telling you oh well this person blah 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 blah." well can you give me an alternative Mm -hmm. can you show me or give me another direction right and if they look at you like a deer in headlights then you're just dry ass hating at that point because if you are willing to give criticism also give a solution to the
1: to the circumstance that someone's Mm -hmm. dealing with does that make sense No. yeah so one of my um somebody that i've become friends with, but considered a mentor for a while, um, used to work for a uh, very famous chef, German, I'm trying to remember his name. It's not Gordon Ramsay. Wolfgang Puck. Yes. Worked mm-hmm. for, directly for Wolfgang Puck for a number of years. And he was like, one of the best lessons that Wolfgang ever taught me was, don't tell me you messed up and that you're sorry. Tell me you messed up. And maybe tell me you're sorry, but tell me what the solution you're bringing to the table is if you just tell me you messed up well there's nothing there now now this is also on me yeah but if you're somebody that can say hey i made this mistake and this was my choice this is the action i chose to to resolve the issue it may not be the best resolution but it means that you're somebody who can look at the problem find a solution and go ahead and initiate it Mm. and that's way better for Not just personal life or business, but in in every aspect. If you mess up or if you find a problem, be able to find a solution for it as well. Yeah. And that's true. Any person that is considered an outlier, whether they be
0: famous or whether they're what we would consider everyday walking society people, if they're an outlier or if they have had a significant amount of success within their own sphere, they're going to tell you that they've had setbacks and failures. Mm -hmm. and they've had to recover often. You're going to get 100 no's
1: before you get one yes. Yes. And you can't let those first 85 no's beat you down. Yes, there's a saying. It's going to feel like it, but Mm -hmm. you're going to get that yes if you just keep persevering and pushing through. And that's my energy. Mm -hmm. They have a saying,
0: there's a loosely phrase, African proverb, fall down five, get, get up six. So you fall down five times you get up six times. And I think for a lot of people in society specifically, um, American society, it can be, de- it can feel defeating mm-hmm. in a lot of areas because we're so exposed to people's numerous attempts or lanes or, whether it be actual or, f- or fake <laughs> um, views into their lives. And they say that comparison is the killer of joy. So a lot of people that may have an ambition or want to do better for themselves when they look and they see that someone may either be showing the truth or mm-hmm. the falsehood of their life, depending on the mental state you're in, you can feel... Like it's very defeating. Yeah. And the one thing I've, I will say, because I can't, I don't want to be the type of person that has one of those platforms, whether it be small Mm -hmm. or big, that feels like you're preaching to people. All you can really share is your own experience. And I think that's what I would like Mm -hmm. to offer people in this avenue is people sharing their experiences rather than lecturing and telling people right what they should and shouldn't do. I feel most people are more open to having, hearing someone share their experience Mm -hmm. than someone just saying, if you do this, then you do this and you do
1: this, Mm -hmm. then you will get the results of this. Well, and I'm not, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Tony Robbins. As a whole, you know, like hot rocks and coals, (laughs) but, oh no, I would, I would do that in a heartbeat. That's just science, man. We did that in high school, my science class. But one thing that he, that I read that he said when he got started was he knew what he wanted to do. And he saw that there were successful people that have done what he wanted to do. So before he even really stepped foot out of his door, he found as much information about these successful people because instead of him trying to create his own roadmap, he knew it already existed. There were people out there that were successful in a multitude of avenues, and he looked at how they succeeded, what paths they took, and then said, well, how can I tailor those success stories, those paths, to the direction that I wanna go? So anytime somebody will say, I'm self-made, the reality is 99.9% of the time, they probably had mentors teaching them they had information that they found and now that we have the internet that information is free and it's out there Hmm. if you just know how to look for it and where to find it and take the time to look for it and find it like you got to put effort in as much manifesting as you want to do if you don't put effort in you're not going to manifest any type of success Mm -hmm. you know you're not going to become a better version of yourself if you're just sitting there looking at you know, work out Instagram posts and success Instagram posts, but you're not working out and you're not putting in that side hustle yeah. to build, to leave your day job and live your dream job. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to make that stuff happen for yourself. And one thing I realized with a lot of people
0: that have had significant success, most of them had to some degree a mentor. Mm hmm someone that was either guiding them looking out for them giving them advice mm-hmm. being a soundboard to them uh for them and being what you would consider at sometimes a, a a form of reference or assistance to them and I think because we were young once, and now I we were young once. I still like to think I am. Uh, well, we were young once, and I consider myself to be um, somebody who's like, oh, are you like middle age? I don't say my age. But let's just say <laughs> Reagan was president when I was born. So I'll let you do There's any- a range. There's a range. There's a range And, there. We're, and, we're, and we're always going to stay within that range. He was two of- terms, right? Yes.
1: So, yeah, there's a good range there. Yeah,
0: there's a good range there. Um, But what I've realized with a lot of people is if you are able to find someone that is able to assist you to get over or to the top of your mountain, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a gift. Because there are some people, it's a small group that can climb their mountain with zero assistance. Yeah. But most people need a guide or someone to help them get to that point. Mm-hmm. And the most successful in our society, whenever they're up there on stage or whenever they're talking, we, if you look at their, if you look at their origin story or if you read up on them, you can see there was a mentor somewhere right. within their origin story.
1: Well, look at, you know, we were talking about the, we can't say the name of the game cause it's copywritten, but we were talking about a certain halftime show coming up mm-hmm. and one of the biggest mentors in that music industry is headlining it. Mm-hmm. And that guy, you can look at so many people that were successful after him. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that helped with like their first big album. He was the one that did a lot of the production for it and showed them the ropes and now they're massive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. If you follow the path, You'll see these people had not, I wouldn't say it was help, mm-hmm. but these people had a mentor showing them how to navigate those waters. Mm-hmm.
0: And one of my friends, he, he brought up a good point when we were talking a few weeks back and I hope to have him on here. Um, he has a very calming voice, very soothing voice, but he's also a Pisces. Oh yeah. The people that aren't into all that, <laughs> just letting you know, just letting you know. I may reference it every once in a while just to kind of piss you off. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but my friend Jacob brought up a good point about mentorship. He said, you know, in a perfect scenario, you have two types of mentors. You have a passive mentor. And you have an active mentor. A passive mentor is someone that you'll probably never interact with on a continuous basis or really know at all, but the way that they're either living their life or their mm-hmm. message or the things that they're doing inspires you and kind of lays out a roadmap for you to whatever it is you're trying to try right. and achieve and conquer in your
1: life's journey. So somebody might use the word hero hero. Yes, um, but it would actually how many baseball players that are successful baseball players now Grew up watching somebody like Nolan Ryan Mm -hmm. pitching. Yeah. Never met the dude. Never had the chance to interact with him. But because of his success and the way he lived his life, they went, I want to do that. So that's like sort of a passive mentor. Right. Then you
0: have an active mentor. And that person is someone that's actually active in your life. Mm. They can be, you can meet maybe once a week, um, depending on what you're going after, maybe twice a week. But y'all physically... And y'all conversationally have interaction with each other on a very continuous basis. Now within that active mentorship, I will say that it's not always a way of where the person that's mentoring you is just always like talking down or telling you or giving you life advice at some point if the mentorship is full circle, Mm -hmm. you both help each other out. So whether it be from your perspective and maybe not seeing things the same way they do, you can give them good feedback. Mm -hmm. But also I feel if you guys and girls, no matter how the dynamic is formulated, really bond, then you will share and discuss a lot about each other's lives that in some cases your mentor may come to you for something serious that's going on in their life and they may need somebody to talk to you. Right. You could give them be that same soft place to land. And I think for a lot of people, that's probably one of the more perfect scenarios to have mm-hmm. in a active mentorship rather than always feeling like you're getting talked down to. Right. But I know for me, I've had a lot of people that have given me, opportunities over my entire career from in different phases of industries too as well in which i moved through that people were really giving me opportunities whether through mentorship or just investment Mm -hmm. uh have i had a long term mentor in my life Uh, if i if i gave the man credit he would be he He'll be on here too, (laughs) but he will definitely try to bust my balls about the situation. I definitely say if you're talking about, he's, he's, he's an older brother to me, but his name is Abe and Abe is a very successful business. Abe I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's a very successful business owner, but we've known each other for like, man, I think he said 16 years, 16 years. Wow. I met him. He
1: was. No, he'd be great for the show. Yeah. yeah Absolutely.
0: He, he wants to come out here and air me out. That's what he, that's <laughs> what he keeps. He wants, he said he wants the facade that I built to, mm-hmm. to disappear when he comes on. Um, but he's a little older than I am. In fact, I'm just going to say it. He's way older. He may lie, but he is way older than I am. Oh, I thought he was in our age range. <laughs> I thought he was right there with us. He's going to lie and say that he was, (laughs) he was, uh, but he is older. Um, But we met when I was maybe 18 Mm -hmm. at the time, 18. And I will say that we've had a lot of serious life conversations, but he's probably one of, if not one of my closest friends in regards to if I need anything or if I need to talk to somebody or whatnot. He's always makes himself available. Um, I've always bounced ideas off of him mm-hmm. that I was trying to go after. And I feel like at some point or when I realized that, oh, this is this is two way street is when he also came to me with some of his ideas and things that he wanted to make happen and right. things that he wanted to do. So it didn't feel like, oh, well, he's just talking down to me mm-hmm. because he's an older friend of mine that They're... just happens to be successful. Oh, and another thing. We never really even established this whole mentor type thing. I didn't say, "Oh, will you be my mentor?" It wasn't right. it wasn't that kind of conversation. It just so happened that he was more successful than I was mm-hmm. at the time and that he was able to be a good soundboard and I could also use him as a reference point and also talk to him about some of the ideas that I had. So I heard- it just happened. I'm really
1: glad you said that because a moment ago, I remembered something that I was told once upon a time, and I've had, I wouldn't say arguments about this, but I've told this to younger people and they've been like, that's ridiculous. But I've heard so many times that you are the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. Confucius said that, yes. So if you surround yourself with five very successful people of any demographic. You know, they might be in entertainment, they might be in just business, they might be entrepreneur or something like that. You're going to be picking up knowledge and habits and information from all of them, not because you're asking for it, but just because they're in your regular company. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if you s- surround your people yourself with people that are lazy you know they don't really have any life goals they just float well that's exactly what you're going to learn to become yeah Steve
0: harvey said if none of your friends are broke you'll be the 10th if none of your friends are broke you'll be the 10th you are a reflection of the people that you surround yourself with too as well exactly and in any situation that you're in I've always gone with, if I'm showing up to a battle or if I'm showing up mm-hmm. to a fight or if I'm showing up to the biggest stage in my life that I'm going to go after something, I need to call my varsity squad. And for me anyway, my own personal position is within any of my social circles mm-hmm. that I'm in friends groups, you ain't going to put me on JV. Right. And you ain't going to put me on the freshman squad. I'm always going to be on your varsity squad. Right because of the fact uh because of the fact of where if we are friends I'm going to pull up for you. I'm mm-hmm. going to show up for you. I'm going to respect our friendship or dynamic in which we are existing in. But there are a lot of people, however, that will allow people to show up on their first call or their first to up to bat. That will literally embarrass them
1: Mm -hmm. or make them look stupid. Well, and you may have somebody that is a close, long running member of your life that does not support you. Oh, yeah. But you keep them around because of whatever perception of the relationship you have in your head. You know, you may have a narcissistic parent and you won't cut the ties. Because that's that's your, your mom or your dad. Yeah. You're like, well, I can't I can't and your life would be so much better if that long running friend, that cousin, that girlfriend or boyfriend, if they're not supporting you in your journey to become a better person, to become a more successful person, to follow your dream, whatever it is, the reality is that person doesn't deserve to be part of that journey. But it's hard for a lot of people to Learn that lesson and then live it.
0: Well, that's the grace of getting
1: older. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the grace of getting
1: older. Oh, you know what I love now? Being older. Mm-hmm. What I learned? You can say no.
0: I've been saying no. You since, can like, say no to anything. I've been saying no since when? Since <laughs> I've been saying no since two thousand and one. The second I could get a no out comfortably. Maybe got me in trouble a few times in school. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I'll t- I am the first person to say nah to the nah to the nah 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 nah. <laughs> but you no, know, it's true. Like the the one of the greatest blessings in life is the ability to say no. Mm-hmm. But coming back to what you were talking about in regards to people's tribes and and friend groups and things along those lines, if I know for me, the grace of getting older was the ability to cut out those toxic people. Right. And I've always told people that I've mentored or friends that are going through the struggle right now, of yeah, you can have plans with people, and y'all can be talking about all the things I want to do together. Mm -hmm. And then the reality is, life occurs and. The things that you want and the things that they want aren't on the same planet, or they're just not able to come along for that ride. The universe will bring people into your ecosystem that are down for the ride, that Mm -hmm. can ride with you, that can go with you, that can make the distance. Believe me, you. I know that sounds crazy to say that. Believe me, you. (laughs) Believe me, you. (laughs) That... In my experience, a lot of the people that I had in my ecosystem, no disrespect to them, Mm -hmm. that I thought we were going to be around or they were going to be my ecosystem for the long haul, for various reasons, they're no longer there. Mm -hmm. Whether it be both of our life choices, whether it be the fact that they just were choosing to go do something else. Mm -hmm. In most cases, if I would say, if not all, it was when I look back and I reflect on that, it was for a positive reason. Absolutely. It wasn't as much as I may have been hurt in that moment, as much as I may have been disappointed in that moment. As much as I may have been asking, why did it not go out this way? I always thought these people were going to be here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now that I'm on the other side of things and I'm looking at my tribe now and I'm looking at the people closest to me now, I'm like, oh, yeah, these people weren't going to they 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 weren't going to be able to be in this ecosystem right. today. They well, couldn't then, be in this
1: ecosystem today. You know, the universe is going to send you things that are going to determine the the choices that you make. Mm-hmm. And at no point have I ever regretted cutting out a negative influence from my life. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I have friends that I dearly love, but our paths may have gone different ways, mm-hmm. and those paths may cross in the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But like, I don't feel bad where, you know, I've had friends move to one of my best friends 10 years ago, moved to Albuquerque, mm-hmm. and he is thriving in a self-made business now mm. that he couldn't have done here. Mm. So yeah, I felt felt a loss of friendship because now this guy's 800 miles away or whatever it is. Um, but we occasionally do chat every month or two. We'll text, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Mm-hmm. How's life? Um, so, and I kind of call that a uh, satellite friendship mm-hmm. cause you're, you, you kind of revolve and you come and you go, mm-hmm. but still is, is that part of my tribe? it's not the inner circle. I do consider this person an inner circle person. Mm-hmm. Like I can't tell you how many times 10 PM. Cause I used to live downtown 10 PM. He'd be like, Hey, I just landed at the airport. I got a four hour layover. You want to go to the bar? And I'd be like, yeah, let me put some shoes on and like we'll hang out for a couple hours and catch up and he'll go off on his way and I'll go off on mine. Mm-hmm. So, I think it is important to be able to tell the distinction between the positive influences that you keep in your life, Mm -hmm. even though they might not be active at that moment, Mm -hmm. and those negative influences that at one time you thought you needed in your life. Mm -hmm. But once they're gone, you can look back and say, you know what, this was a better situation now versus what it was then Mm
0: -hmm. and the truth is for any person that is wanting to pursue or go after something greater for themselves if you have a lot to lose if you really have a lot to lose it's often best to surround or engage yourself with people that have equal or the same to lose themselves because they will often respect Mm -hmm. The decisions you make in regards to you trying to sustain, support, and level up yourself. Right. The ones that have not shit to lose, they will be the ones that I'll be like, man, why are you leaving early? Or let's do this dumb shit tonight. Or let's go and, and and make things happen. And I realized, as I've gotten older too as well again, is that the people that were on that fuck shit... hmm when I had shit to lose and they didn't. Most of them are still in that same space of that they
1: have nothing to lose. Well, and complacency is a, is a huge thing to avoid as well. So many of the people that I used to go out and party with or whatever got to this point in their life where they say, okay, I'm making X amount of money that can sustain this lifestyle. And then They stop trying to progress and make those moves. And they're like, oh, you know, if I got a four day weekend, like we're going to the lake and that's the big thing that they look for Mm -hmm. in their life. And I got to the point where I was like, none of that makes sense to me. If I'm going out and partying two nights a week, three nights a week, whatever it may be, I am burning money. Mm -hmm. I'm burning money that I could be putting towards the betterment of myself or my lifestyle or my goals. So, um, I think that when you find that complacency, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you lost. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a big thing. I also say being honest with the people around you, having great communication with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All those di- dynamics are crucial to elevating yourself. But, I, like I said, going back to that, it's so tough, especially when you may be the only one in your ecosystem at that point to really be trying to make something happen for yourself comparative to everyone else around you. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're the first person out the gate comparative to everyone else. I think that sometimes people get with the arrogance of assuming that time is on their side. And unfortunately, time isn't on anyone's side. I... you can't decide when you're going to make it or break it or get through or shatter your glass ceiling. You are mm-hmm. no, you don't get to choose that opportunity. Right. So you always have to stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Right. Me and my friend Abe, we always used to have this joke of where we wanted to start a section, which we probably won't do that here. But we wanted to start a section called How I Fucked Myself. <laughs> and it's like stories about people or situations that we know that people fuck themselves over. Mm-hmm. Not by the course of the universe, not by the... Here's what I not, actively did. This is In what, retrospect. Yes, to fuck yourself. And I have some pretty good oh, yeah. I, how I fuck myself stories about people. Like, I have If you can some be classics, honest
1: with yourself... I just can't say the names. Right. If you can be honest with yourself, which a lot of people struggle with, then you can recognize... Those things that happen and go, yeah, that was me. Yeah. I did that. I mean, I've seen it with business owners, a lot
0: of creatives. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just in life of where they've taken those positions and opportunities
1: that maybe they even started off real strong. Oh, I'll tell you right off the bat. Me, my choice last year to move to New Orleans did not plan or pan out in any capacity in the way that I thought it would.
0: So is that a, I fucked myself story?
1: Yeah. Mm. You know, I get out there and the job market for what I do was abysmal. Mm -hmm. And then there were just some natural things that did happen within the city. But by the end of my time there, when I was like, I'm ready to just break lease Mm -hmm. and go back because I do have opportunities that I left behind that Mm. that don't exist here. Um, I loved my time there, but looking back, I was like, that was not the time to be there. And I probably did a little more harm to myself in my, the path that I was trying to take by making that decision. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And if I had stuck around, I would probably be further along than where I am now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I fucked myself on that. Mm. Absolutely. But do you think it's a, it was a life lesson for you? Absolutely. See, that's the the other thing is if you make mistakes, the reason you make those mistakes is to learn, Mm -hmm. to learn something about yourself Mm -hmm. or about what you did. Mm -hmm. The only reason you fail is if you don't learn from your failure. Mm -hmm. But if you can, if you can fail and look back at it and say, well, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Then it was still a success because you grew a little more and you know for the next time, don't do X, Y, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Makes sense.
0: When you think about it and when you say it out loud, mm-hmm. it makes sense. You want to learn from your mistakes. It's like those Oprah aha moments. I had an aha <laughs> moment. I do enjoy when she says, I had a aha moment she says were you silenced or were you (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm sorry that's it i'm not making fun of oprah i just love the way that she interviews people Mm -hmm. i love the way she has her conversations with people i know some i know she has haters Mm -hmm. but hey when you're at her level you're gonna have haters too as well absolutely um but i do appreciate a lot of the more respected in cultural interviewers or or conversation makers in which mm-hmm. they ask people's questions they ask people questions and they bring them into their space to discuss or highlight or bring to the forefront whatever they're wanting to discuss right you know what i mean so that's the hope with this podcast we're hoping that you guys tune in every week we're going to have a eclectic bunch of guests. We will also have our own discussion topics for you guys as well. We'll have a couple of jokes. We may have a couple of tears. We may have <laughs> some great art discussed too as well. But we're a general discussion podcast, so we're not, except for politics. I keep, we're going to keep, it's just, it's just, <laughs> If I have somebody that's political on here or a politician, we're going to curve. I'm, I'm just going to get a little spray bottle of water. And be and like, psst, psst, no, 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 <laughs> no. no, no. Um, but that's what we're here for is just to have a general discussion that will comfort you on your ride to wherever you're going or when you're just sitting at home while you're working. While you're busy on the bullshit, maybe give you a little bit of a pep talk before you go out for the night. That sorry, I didn't mean to snap into the microphone, but give you a little bit. I have I snap so hard. As soon as you did that, I went oh those levels. Oh shit. Anyway, so I'll try not to snap as much, or I'll snap away from the microphone. But coming back to those pep talks, because I know some of y'all be slipping in and out of these streets. During everything that's going on in the world, and you guys need a social life, so we're here to be that
1: topping on the cake, which is your listening. I learned in uh experience, I learned in uh New Orleans it's called Lanyap that little something extra, Mm. that little sprinkle, and that little surprise on top. Yes, and I have a feeling
0: that a lot of people are going to have a lot of sexual jokes about the slip-in. <laughs> but we welcome those, too. We welcome those, too. So, thank you guys for listening to our first show. I am Thomas Massaquai, and this is Executive Produced with Tyler Lagale, And this is the Slip-In Podcast. <laughs>